You're listening to the Put On Waivers Podcast with your host, Dwayne Douglas, on the POW Sports Podcast Network. So whether it's the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, or even hockey, nah, forget about hockey. Now for the best in sports talk, come along for the ride with the Put On Waivers Podcast. Here's your host, Dwayne Douglas. Uh, let's see the Astros kind of turning around a little bit as we go as we go to uh, Major League Baseball here. Uh, kind of bound to happen um, at some point that that, that the that the um, Astros would come back and start playing a little bit better. Um, what are your thoughts on the on the pennant race out west? It's getting it's you know it's Astros and I, I kind of feel bad for the Mariners, James, but it's Astros and A's are going at it. Yeah, it's Astros and A's, and, and, you know, the Astros got hit with a lot of injuries. Um, they haven't complained about it. They went out and played every single day. Um, obviously, you know, being on the East Coast, we don't hear as much of injuries as we do as when the Yankees get injured. Um, but the Astros went through a lot injury-wise, and, um, you know, they, they, they've held their own. They're starting to get healthy. Um, you know, from where they were two weeks ago to today, I think the division is theirs. Today was the last day they play the athletics, so now it's just a matter of who does what against the schedule they have in front of them. Um, and Houston, you know, Houston looks to have the easier schedule coming up down the line. Um, so that should definitely help them pull away there. I'm actually going to go see them play in Boston on September 8th, so that will be – That'll be interesting to, to see where they are at that point. But, you know, they, they head to L.A. for four games and Minnesota for three before going to Boston. Come out of Boston with Detroit, Arizona, Seattle, Angels, Toronto, and, and four games to end the season at Baltimore. So um, you, you got to kind of like Houston to, to win this division. Yeah. Mike, thoughts on the Astros here? They look, I mean, they look like now they kind of maybe right, right, right at the ship here. Eight, eight out of the last ten. Uh, it's kind of interesting. The Astros are only five games over in their building, but they're 47 and 21 on the road. Kind of odd. You kind of think those, you kind of think those stats would be flip flopped. No, I'd agree. And, and, and again, I think it just does come down to just comes down to injuries. I think you know you you uh, there are certain guys like I think right now the Yankees, even though they're playing they're playing pretty well the last uh, 10 12 games. You you have certain guys on your team like. For them, I think it's Aaron Judge, um, Altuve getting hurt. He's a, he's a leader of that team. And when you you just have certain guys you can handle injuries from, and you have certain guys that kind of change the the whole dynamic of the team. You know, from a confidence standpoint, from just uh, you know, there are some guys that just they they just bring confidence to the rest of the team. I think he's one of those. And so having him come back, I think is a big deal. And um, you know, he came back at the right time. I think. Um, the one thing I'm not going to do now, though, is just kind of write off the A's and say, oh, they've um, had a couple bad days. You know, they're only two and a half out, and I'm not going to write them off. They've just been too hot, and I've written them off pretty much the last month. And so I'm not going to do that anymore. I still think if you're inside of two and a half games, inside of three, four games at this point of the season, the pressure's on, um, and the pressure is, is, is on the Astros to kind of keep the lead um, in that division. So um, I, I'm with you guys in that I, I would, if I had to pick, I'd pick the Astros because they're getting healthy because of the experience factor, but um, I'm not going to write off the the athletics at this point. It, it's really close. So you got to see 
So I, I definitely would think that the, um, that they're going to still be in it no matter what. Uh, looking at the the Yankees and um, the the Boston Red Sox here. So what's scaring me about the Yankees? And a couple times this week they were got to I think they got to four or five games. Now now it's back to seven and a half. It looks like. This judge thing is going to go into 2019, um, James. I think I think this judge thing is going into 2019, no question about it. I think that the way they are kind of discussing it, the way they're talking about it, I think Aaron Judge is just not going to play a game for the rest of 2018. I, I think I think the Yankees actually would be would be smart to do this because you can't mess with anything with a baseball player with his hands, hands, forearms. That's all they use all day and all night. That's their that's their biggest tools in their toolbox. You can't screw up um, a guy like Aaron Judge or bring him back too early. Yeah, the, the thing that got me with, with the whole Aaron Judge thing was when um, when Brian Cashman said, "Oh yeah, I may have misspoke when I when I gave the date. I think I had my weeks all mixed up on to when he was going to come back. It's a wrist injury. Um, those aren't fun, especially for a big guy." Um, the wrist is so important on, you know, how hard you swing the bat, connecting with the ball. That's you're going to feel it versus in the wrists. Um, he's just not recovering right from it. Do I think they're going to shut him down for the season? I don't think they're going to shut him down for the season. I just don't think they're going to rush him back. I think they're just going to let all the dices fall into place. They're five games up um, on the wild card. So, you know, right now it looks like that wild card game goes through Yankee Stadium. Right now, it looks like, you know, in my opinion, I, I think Oakland's going to fall into that game um, just based on what Oakland's schedule has coming up. Um, and, again, don't forget, Oakland has seven games um, left against Seattle, and they have a handful of games against the Yankees and, T- and Tampa Bay Rays. So that's kind of why I, I get the feeling that Oakland will be will be playing in New York in that one playoff game. That's not as scary as Houston coming in for the Yankees. So, um, I, I think they're comfortable with that the way everything's falling to not rush judge back. I think privately they, they've conceded the division um, to the Red Sox and they're just going to let judge get healthy and then slowly get his way back into the lineup. But again, you know, he's at the point now when he comes back, he's not going to be playing minor league baseball to get a swing back. He's going to play a couple simulated games, which isn't, isn't the same as going against a live pitcher. Um, you know, in a, in a competitive game as opposed to, to those types of games. So, yeah, I don't think he's done for the year, but I, I don't think they're going to rush him back and then just, you know, have him back full strength next year. Um, he's still a threat, and, and it's definitely a different team when he's not in the lineup. Yeah, no question about it. So I'm looking at um, the, I'm looking at the Yankees here, and I, I, do, I do give a lot of credit to Stanton, for trying to basically just trying to carry the offense, They're, the Yankees are so banged up. They have um, Didi's not playing. You got um, you got um, Gleyber Torres playing shorts, playing shortstop. It's it just it's just everything's everything's out of whack right now. And it's funny because like you know what, three months ago we were like, hey, the, the team has too much talent, right? Uh, you you, you got to look at uh, exactly. You know they, they got um, they got concussion issues, all kind of issues there. So we'll see. Do you, all, all, you, well, the Yankees just want to get get as healthy as they can to the end of the season um, and just make sure they stay ahead of the A's, which they, you know, they have five games up. So we'll take a pretty much a big collapse for them to do so. Um, the Red Sox have come back to earth. If coming back to earth is 92 and 42, then I want to be on the earth that they are on. 
because they are just, I mean, look at that record is kind of crazy to even look at in the standings. So I give the Red Sox a lot of credit for that. Four, four and six in the last ten, not playing their best baseball. But I mean, you're gonna come, you're gonna lose some games when you're on pace to, you know, break the record for most wins in a season. Cleveland gets, um, gets a gets a quality reliever back. They uh they they, they get um, in, um uh, Miller back. So Miller's gonna be back and back off the DL. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, the Astros put. Morton on the DL with um, shoulder shoulder discomfort, uh, and then we also have um, some other stuff. Uh, I guess like I guess uh, the struggling Kenley Jansen is is off his meds after his bad outing, so he's trying to trying to resurrect his um, closer career right now. In, um, in as far as that goes, Bob Costas. Kind of a, a baseball guy for us for so long, Mike. He's negotiating out of his contract at, at NBC. Forty years broadcasting for NBC. We all know how much he loves baseball. Do you? What are your thoughts about Bob Costas just kind of leaving NBC now? Um, and do you have a Bob Costas moment that you thought was pretty cool as far as baseball goes? Because I mean, oh, wow. like him. Like him or love him, I mean, like like him or hate him, I mean, he was. I mean, he is. He's been a pretty good ambassador for the sport of baseball, even though if it's not his way, it's not it's not correct. But you know, he has been a guy who's who's always loved the sport. I don't know if I have one specific moment other than my first recollection. My first recollection of him is is in the early '80s, doing the uh, the NBC version of the uh, of the AFC, kind of the. Um, Doing the doing the NFL. Uh, that was my first recollection. I was probably eight or nine years old, and you know that was the the other division, the other channel at the time was CBS, and then it was NBC. And and uh, I was a CBS guy because I was a Giants guy. But obviously, if they didn't get the late game or whatever, I, I would uh, I would I would watch Costas. So um, that was my first recollection. And obviously, he's he's kind of um, you know, known for baseball now, probably more, maybe, maybe Olympics and things like that, that he's done previously also. But just, I think the the biggest memory for me is just, uh, some guys are able to transition into so many different sports. There's only a handful probably that can do, um, a bunch of different sports and they can be kind of a voice in all those different areas. I, I think he's one of those guys that just, he kind of transitions um, very well between sports and does great um, and, and pretty much all, all all different areas. So, um, you know, he's been pretty heavy baseball lately, and so it'll be um, – I don't know what he's planning on doing now. It seems like nobody nobody really has to retire now. There's so many different avenues for you to, to have a voice now, even guys like Brent Musburger and stuff. They all find another life after after what they do. So maybe he's doing something different. But, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of good memories with his voice. James? Yeah, I, um, you know, for Bob Costas, it, it did was the NFL on NBC um, covering the AFC, but then, you know, he had the, the Major League Baseball game of the week um, on NBC. Um, I remember him calling the, the Ryan Sandberg game where you really got the idea of who Ryan Sandberg was and how great he was. I mean, for me, there is, you know, um, there, there's the the Mets Braves playoff game with with the the Grand Slam single, um, you know, calling that game. There's the Jeffrey Meyer game. The Jeffrey Meyer game was, was a great call. He was spot on with that, calling it out that that ball was 
was interfered with and, and just the way, you know, talking about the reaction of the right fielder, I, I can't think of right now. Um, Costas is all about baseball, you know, and, and he's spoken openly that he is not that big of a football fan anymore. And he's just not a fan of the direction the NFL is going and, and he's tired of the Olympics, you know, so why stay at NBC? So, you know, I, I think he's going to get the buyout and I think we're just going to see more from the major league baseball network and which isn't a bad thing at all. I mean, you know, yeah, Bob Costas does have that sometimes love of the old game and, and doesn't want to see the changes is coming with the game. But, um, you know, I I have nothing bad to say about Costas. Any, you know, I've, I've always been a fan of Costas, and, and I think he's, you know, the the more baseball we get out of Costas, you know, if you're a baseball fan, you want more Bob Costas covering baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No question about that. I do. I I love um, listening and talk talk baseball. Um, I miss Matt Baskerjan on MLB Network because I like because I feel like he put I think I feel like he puts on more of a show on the ESPN Sunday night game because he feels like he has to because it's you know it is what it is. But um, I I think MLB Network would be smart. I think he wants to just go right into baseball. Um, that's where his roots are. That's where everybody knows him for. So um, it'd be could be kind of cool to see him go back there and. And, um, and and just continue and continue the good work there as well. Um, the Braves, boy, I want this team in the playoffs so bad because they're just fun to watch. Uh, they are four games up, so hopefully, hopefully that continues for them. They are when when your team is 500 and not making the playoffs, you got to find some avenues to keep keep your interest going. And the Braves are a team that I would lo- love to see make the playoffs. They're only uh, and the Braves are only a couple of games. Forget about you know just winning the division. They go on a run. They could catch the Cubs for the best record in the National League. Looking at the West, uh, everybody like I said, the last ten games we spoke about it before two weeks ago. And James, nothing's really changed. You have three teams who are last 10 games are five and five, six and four, six and four. So nobody's really taken that step to, to win the um, National League West. Then we have the Cubs and the Cardinals and the Cardinals um, gave a, they did something that I wouldn't do, but they, they signed uh, their interim manager to a three-year extension. I'm going to let you finish the season first. I'm not, I'm not doing that yet. <laughs> I'm not doing that yet. I don't. Even I want to see him make them the back. Play- even bringing them back the way he did. You make the make the that? make the playoffs, and I'll give him a one year deal, one year extension, and next hard. year. I'm bad. That's yeah, harsh. I'm bad that way. That's I'm bad harsh. that way. I I am so anti. I am so anti interim uh, interim manager. Uh, you have no idea. I've seen so many people get so many interim managers get the job, and then everybody's shocked that he doesn't he he doesn't complete the task. I would not have given him the deal yet. Make the playoffs. Let me, you know, wait, let, let me see how you finish the season. I'll give you an extension for next year. And then if you are if, if the Cardinals make the playoffs a couple years in a row, or if they just say they lose out to the Cubs by a game or two, then I say, okay, you got it. You have the team. I'm not gonna. I'm definitely not gonna. I'm, I'm definitely gonna believe in you. And, and and give you that. Yeah, I'm t- I'm tough like that. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm, big, I'm not big on interim. I'm not big on interim guys. I'm, I'm not. So if you, you, you so they die out here, if they die out here and they don't make the playoffs, they miss the playoffs by two games. You think they're going to regret making that signing? 
Um, I think. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I mean, there is the Cardinals, so the we all know. You, I mean, James and Mike, you both know that the Cardinals are going to go out there and, and try to improve themselves. They are. There was one. It was one of the baseball. It's one of the um, few baseball cities where their team is the number one team in that city. No more Rams. The you know, you know hockey is not number one yeah. in St. Louis, so they are the number one. They are number one draw, so they have all the support in the world. Um, so 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 have to see what happens there with the with the, with the Cardinals. I like I like the team. I think they're playing well. I mean Matt Carpenter is hitting home runs every five seconds, so I got to give him a lot of credit for that. Uh, and then you ha- also have um, the Brewers who are you know a game and a half back. James, you are our um, our base sports uniform connoisseur, if you will. So I have to ask you this question. We're just coming off Players okay. Weekend. Players Weekend. And, Mike, or you could come in right after James is done. What were your thoughts on the Players Weekend jerseys? I don't think they were as good as last year's. I thought last year they had a much better look to them than this year. I thought they were, like, they almost look like pajama tops this year. Um, <laughs> no, one's, no one's uniforms really stuck out this year. I think they did a much better job of it last year. So um, this year, yeah, there, there's even the hats didn't look good this year. No one really had any good hats, um, you know. And after except, a really good, except for the Blue Jays, except uniform, for the Blue Jays, for the Blue, Blue, I'll give you the Blue Jays. Um, but yeah, like after a really good All Star game with those extra uniforms, um, I, I think it was kind of a big letdown with Players Weekend for this year. I, I just no jersey, no uniform was really was really impressive. I'm gonna have to. I, I didn't. I, a lot of polyester looked like a lot of looked like a lot of heavy polyester. I don't know what it was, but it looked like some thick jerseys out there. I, I, I have to agree. I don't mind the change though. I like it. I like the change for a couple of games. Yeah, I like the Phillies jerseys and I like the Yankees jerseys. I like the who else jerseys that I like. Um, for some reason, I like the I like the Tampa Bay Rays jerseys. I like those too. But yeah, it was it was it was just uh, I mean I I don't have a problem with it. Um, it, it it's some just something fun um, for the, for the fans as, as far as that go. Any other um, news and notes in Major League Baseball that we want to discuss? Dis- discuss. I think discuss. I thought you guys were going to talk about. I thought you guys were going to. I thought you were going to talk about this. I think one thing Major League Baseball did well was the Little League World Series. I think they did a great job with that. Yeah. They don't usually do that well as a marketing part of the game, but I think the whole weekend, I think, was a score for Major League Baseball. Yeah, overall, it was, it was uh, a really good weekend, and I, and I like the um, I liked the, the Little League game, that Sunday afternoon game, where they actually play a Major League Baseball game where, where kids can watch it. Um, and I liked how the Mets and Phillies handled it and, and interacting. And yeah. they, they interacted last year with the crowd, too. But, yeah, Major League Baseball definitely deserves kudos for the, the whole Little League World Series. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Although George Wade wouldn't argue, like, why I have the Little League World Series during the regular season, so. <laughs> oh, see, well, uh, I do realize that there are children playing in these games, and they actually have to go to school. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, I I do. I uh, that that was cool. Uh, that was cool. I think it's something that we could that, that um, major baseball can do more often. Um, 
And I think that, like I said, I would love to see a game at Cooperstown. I just think, I just think it was just one game at Cooperstown during during, during the regular season. Um, I think anything you could do um, to, to, to 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 promote the game, I think, would be cool. Um, the Little League World Series, we all remember when we played. So Which? the Little League, the, 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 the first time, you know, the first time we picked up a bat, the first time we played um, pay catch. So that was kind of cool to see the kids out there and. Um, yeah, and, and play with some, and talking to some major leaguers um, as well. So back in the '70s, there used to actually be a a game, an interleague exhibition type game um, in Cooperstown before um, the, the introduction ceremony, um, and they played at one of the the minor league parks at Cooperstown, and they, and they just stopped doing it. I think like the mid '80s, they stopped doing it, maybe early '80s. But I remember, you know, in the middle of the season, and and nobody would play like no one would play like any of the starters or anything like that except where it fell in the season. But it was something that had been done back in, back in the day. I remember that when I was a kid, like that, that one oh, cool. interleague game that didn't count um, exhibition game at Cooperstown. Because, because when you were little James, God forbid the American league and national league ever play each other. unless it's the world series. Remember those days? <laughs> those are the days. Correct. And I, and I, and I, I, I will, you know, I say don't, you know, I don't mind the changes in the game, but I really do miss just the American League and the National League and um, not knowing, you know, not playing until the World Series. I mean, just the fact of the matter that Don Mattingly never faced Dwight Gooden is is still astounding to me. Yeah, I I think that, to me, I I think that's that's the missing element to the All-Star game. I mean, we, we can talk about everything you want to talk about with the All-Star game, but that's the missing element is the fact that they, they, you see you're a Phillies fan, you see them play the Yankees. You know, there is that mystery is not there anymore. So if, so if, right. you, have that, if, you, have, if you have that mystery, I think that, you know, maybe, maybe you know, I mean, it's too much money involved now. I mean, everybody, everybody wants that rotation. Everybody wants that Yankee game. Everybody wants that Met game. Everybody wants all that stuff. It's too much money involved for them to go backwards and do it and do it the other way. So we'll just see what happens um, as far as that goes. Uh, there was one thing I wanted to talk about before we head into miscellaneous here. A little loving color in the background for all those young folks, for all you young folks out there. Um, let's see here. The manager, Red Sox. So pretty much, pretty much good on that, good on that front, um, as far as that goes. Oh yeah, here we go. Your biggest, um, James, I'll let you go first. And Mike, you come right in after. Your biggest disappointment and your biggest surprise of the major league season. Um, oh, that's an easy one. Biggest disappointment is, is definitely the Washington Nationals. Like how this team. Um, it is where they are and, and the biggest surprise is the Oakland A's. Um, you know, I think that's the two biggest right there is, is what's going on with, with those two teams. I did not see this out of the Nationals at all and even Bryce Harper just having this, this awful season. So those are my, that's my biggest surprise and, and, and biggest disappointment. Mike? Biggest surprise probably not that they're good but the the dominance of the Red Sox, the sheer dominance. I, I knew they'd be good, but I didn't know they'd be completely dominating the, the league, which is which is what they've been doing. And uh, James probably right. The Nationals are probably the biggest disappointment. But I'll 
I'll even go down to a player because it was just the expectations. Um, Otani, the injury, not that he's been disappointing when he's played, but just that whole thing started off like uh, um, like it was going to be a season-long thing and it was going to carry the Angels and we're finally going to see Mike Trout and, and everything else. And that, that whole thing is, has been disappointing to me. I, I wish he stayed healthy and was able to keep things going. Yeah, that, that was a cool story um, going on there. Uh, for me, it was. I, I, I just, I just thought Bryce Harper in this this season would would have been better. It kind of makes me, I kind of think he needs to go to a team where, yes, he is the big name, um, but he needs to have another star with him to kind of carry him through through the through the tough moments. Because I'm not sure if he can handle those tough moments. Because I thought this year was a year where we were going to see. I thought. Bryce Harper was going to have a J.D. Martinez year in a contract year. That's what I thought was going to happen this year, and he, and he, it kind of disappointed me that it hasn't turned out that way. Forget about the team itself. Uh, he's, he's had ample opportunity to become that, that star of the league, that bad boy star of the league, um, but it just, hasn't, it just hasn't happened for Bryce Harper there, so I'm kind of disappointed that that, 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 um, that took place. And as begrudgingly as I want to have to say this, I think Matt Kemp. I mean, he's having a fantastic season. I mean, anybody yep. could have had Matt yeah. Kemp. Any, any, anybody could have had Kemp, and he's had a great season with the Dodgers. He's really helped that team because they have been they've been a roller coaster squad. They've been up and down all year. So I do give I do give credit where credit is due, even if I hate the blue, as I like to say to my to my Dodger friends. Um, going to miscellaneous now. Spike Lee is doing these things where he has a block party to kind of celebrate the musical achievements of stars. So like he had one to celebrate Prince a couple a couple um, a couple a couple uh, months ago. Had one recently for Michael Jackson. Just wondering, James and Mike, what were your favorite Michael Jackson song? What was your favorite one 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 Michael Jackson song that you hear at a wedding and you gotta get up and start dancing? What was your favorite Michael Jackson song? Oh, I'm drawing a blank on it right now. Um, don't stop till you get enough. That's on the fire. That's on the fire. I, I would say uh, probably Billie Jean, probably. Billie Jean, funny. Okay. I have a quick, quick story. My Ever since my son, you know, he's five now, but he was two. Ever since he was two, Michael Jackson has a really unique voice. So every time he'd come around, I'd say, who is it? And he'd say, it's Michael Jackson. <laughs> and I still <laughs> do that. I did it yesterday. So it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> the um the funny thing about it, you, you know who you know who really surprisingly sounds there's one song that's played that the weekend um I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the weekend but the weekend sings a song and he sounds scarily like Michael Jackson in the song which is like kind of crazy but he talk he, he sounds a lot like Michael Jackson in the song I I forgot, I forgot the name of the song but he does sound a lot like Michael Jackson in that song. But yes, Michael Jackson. For me, it's um, the tie between Smooth Criminal and Remember the Time. I, I love Smooth Criminal. I, the video when it was leaning, I love that video. Love that video. <laughs> uh, James, they have <laughs> the studios have done it again. They have not found a new the new um, a new script. So they are going to go back in time and do another Shaft movie. Are you excited about a new Shaft movie, James? No. Not at all. <laughs> no no any desire interest, to do that. Any interest in a new Shaft movie? 
No, and, and they, they're, they're they did one creating. They did one with with Samuel Jackson, which was not bad, but it's not the original Shaft. Um, and and they're they're working on a new Big Trouble in Little China, which is a classic Kurt Russell movie, and it's going to be starring The Rock. But now they're saying it's not a remake; it's an actual same type of universe of the whole Marvel Comics universe. You know, doing that type of thing where it's it's, it's it just sounds like it's going to be a mess. Like Rock, just go do another Fast and Furious. I mean, no. or you know, do season eighteen of of Ballers or something. I mean, I, I just, I just can't. I just, I just, it's funny. They don't get. I mean, but but if if they if it costs you know ten million to make and they make ninety, that's all they care about. That's all they care about the bottom line. Um, and I, I'm gonna take it, Mike. You're not excited about seeing a new, a new Shaft movie, right? Well, I don't know. Should you make a new movie when you just made a new one? Within a few they did it with several years. I, I don't really know if that qualifies. I, I don't know. It's just odd. Not. Didn't it? At least Big Trouble Little it, China is about forty years old. Yeah, exactly. Which was a fantastic movie. Um, but didn't they do that with um, another movie that um, that kind of changed? That kinda, I can't remember. Uh, let's go here. Serena Williams going back and forth. Do you? Do we? She is one of the like her, love her, whatever you want to say about her. I, I have no problem with Serena Williams at all. Um, considering, that especially, I got to, you know, God bless her for what she went through in her pregnancy. She almost died on you know, giving birth. So, and as men, we can't, we got to give it up to women for giving birth because we, 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 we know we can't do that. But um, any, any issues with the French Open president saying that, you know, giving this big, harsh speech about her, what she wears to the, to the um, to the tournament, like do you, do we is that like what tennis has a hard enough time reaching the sports, you know, fan as it is. Do we need to kind of condemn their biggest star? Mike, you can go first. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I thought it was silly, but but at the same time, tennis has done this before to Andre Agassi and different. I mean. Just depends on the tournament. Wimbledon's usually the one that's a stickler for stuff like that. It's usually the one that's the stuffiest, and you have to wear, you know, all white and everything. Usually, there's more restrictions. So, um, you know, I don't know. Every, every tournament can have its restrictions, I guess. It seems like it was aimed at her, which is, which is, I think, which is drawing the most, uh, you know, the most uh, negativity. But um, tournaments can can pretty much do what they want. Yeah. James. Yeah, I agree with Mike. It's been something that's been going on for years. I can understand, um, you know, wanting to have the tradition of Wimbledon and maybe being, you know, a little more, you know, straight up and and professional looking there. But you know, France is like the France. You know, they're they're like the fashion <laughs> capital of, of the world. You um, know, so I don't think anybody's offended from, by. I don't think anybody's offended by her. Yeah, so, exactly, you know, yeah, um, so, yeah, so, so, yeah, so it, you know, I, I think he's just talking out of his ass on that one and, and just should just go back and do whatever they do in France. <laughs> uh, we talk about some of the bad stuff in sports sometimes. So, Mike, who is one of the good guys in sports that you kind of cheer for, um, even though he's not like on oh, your favorite God. teams or anything like that? Give me, give me, give me a good guy. Give me a good guy. I think Mike Trout's a great guy. I think Mike Trout is great. I think 
uh, incredibly likable, likable, like he's liked by teammates, he's liked by fans. Um, you know, I don't really care if he doesn't, you know, he, he gets blamed for not marketing himself or whatever. He, he does everything, in my opinion. He does everything the right way, the way it's supposed to be done. He's always in shape. He plays hard every night. He's, pr- he's productive every night. Um, he's probably my favorite baseball player right now, just, just as a whole. James, who give me a good guy in sports? Give me a good guy, and 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 you can't say Urban Meyer. No, it's, just, um, it's definitely not. Um, it, it's actually it's actually Dominic Moore. Um, he played with the Rangers. Um, right now, he's currently a free agent. Um, he he's an, an NHL player. Um, he took a leave of absence from the NHL as his wife um, was diagnosed with a uh, um, an aggressive form of breast cancer. She actually ended up passing away. Um, he sat out a couple of years. He came back, helped the Rangers go to the Stanley Cup Finals in 2014. Um, does a lot of, for breast cancer research, um, and he, he's just you know just an all-around good guy. So like you know, put your family first in a situation like that, and and to walk away from the game. Um, there's a, there's a lot of good guys in hockey. So if you're looking for a really good athlete to, who sets the right example, hockey is definitely the sport you want to go to for that. So if you know if there's anyone who I want to see succeed, and he's been in the NHL for close to 14 years, so I don't think he'll he'll actually more than 14 years, close to 18 years now. Um, if he signs with someone next year, it'll be someone who's probably close to going to the Stanley Cup, and he's probably down to his last one or two years in the NHL. But just an all-around good guy in general. That's kind of cool. So now, Dwayne, I'm going to go. Dwayne, you, can say, you can say LeBron James now, Dwayne. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say LeBron James. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, my, LeBron James. But my, but my good guy in sports <laughs> is. No. Is um, owner of the Raiders, Mark Davis. So in the city of Oakland, they were basically going to cancel um, football, cancel a lot of sports, and kids who, I mean, for me, for, you, for, for us, for, for us, for the three of us, I don't think we ever kind of went through that. We, we, we didn't go through that moment where we had to, like, give up, you know, or, like, our school didn't offer a sport. If you wanted to play football, you want to play baseball, you want to play basketball, you had an opportunity to do that. So the Raiders donated a bunch of money to Oakland schools, to save some, some save a lot of their save um, their sports programs. So I thought I think that's really good to see um, that um, that you know they that they were able to do that and help those help help those kids continue to play sports. And who knows? I mean, and and you know, who knows that those players are going to be um, guys who end up playing in the NFL, playing in the NBA, playing in Major League Baseball, or working in the front offices of any of those teams. So I do give the Raiders uh, and, uh, and uh, Mark Davis some credit for that as well. Plus, they just give me another excuse to play um, the theme music, I guess. So we have that as well. That's a good segment. We should keep that. Yeah, keep that. I, I, I have my notepad, so we're going to keep the good guys, the good guys in sports. So... Um, Michelle Beadle is leaving the show Get Up, and I guess I guess she's always had beef with. Um, she, basically, the rumor is allegedly she never wanted to do the show in the first place. Um, she <laughs> hates she, she hates Mike Greenberg, and I think I, I guess I don't know I, I don't know I, 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 I guess she didn't like Mike Greenberg anyway. So, anyway, so I guess everybody 
who knew those two knew that it wouldn't work. She has gone on the air and says that she is only watches NBA basketball, doesn't watch or watches all the other sports except for football, which I'm sure that is that that made the that made the ESPN brass great. just love That's great. to hear that, right? That's great, right? <laughs> so she's leaving this. She said she she made a remark that um it frees up my weekends. It frees up my weekends. I don't, I'm not watching it. Anymore. Uh, I don't watch college football. It frees up my Saturdays. I don't watch college football anymore. Because uh, ESPN, ESPN made its, you know, made its, made its mark in sports for showing the, uh, showing college sports, right? So, so what, what exactly was she going to well, talk about every morning starting next week? What yeah, was she gonna, I, I have no oh. idea. <laughs> but, but I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm a huge Michelle Beadle fan. I've been a, a fan of hers for years now. Um, I think she's an awesome NBA analysis. She knows her stuff about basketball. And, you know, and she knew a lot about football and, you know, to, to, you know, it's not like she doesn't like football. She stopped, she's going to stop watching football because between Urban Meyer and other stuff that's been going on, like football just disregards women. And and I agree with her stance on that. It's how it looks. And and that's why she's not going to invest in watching football anymore. And, um, but she, she, you know, I was watching Get Up in the Morning to watch Michelle Beadle. I thought she, she ruled that show. She was funny. Um, she, had, she seemed like she was having a lot of fun doing it. Um, they really wanted her on that show. So the, the old president of ESPN just kept throwing money at her to the point where she couldn't say no. Um, you know, and because because, because they, James, she's good. At, she's good at her job. She's good. She's good yeah, on TV. She's she's, real, she's she's really good at her job, and and, and she's funny, and and she knows sports, and and like. You know, I, I tweeted it out there. She's one of the top NBA analysis out there. Like, she knows the game, which is, you know, and it's not because she's a woman. Just in general, to hear someone, like, be that in-depth with every team in the NBA is amazing uh, and what she does. And, um, yeah, you could tell, like, you know, there was something there with her and Greeny that, that just didn't match up. But I'll be honest, like, I watched Get Up every morning because of her um, and, and what she was going to bring to the show every day. So, um, but, yeah, going into football season and, and saying you're not going to watch it is, is the perfect way to step away from it. And they built a whole NBA post game around her. So, you know, best of luck to her. Yeah, she, I mean, she, she, she's I, – I think she's, she, she, she's I think she's really talented. So, I mean, she, she, she's one of my favorites. So, I, I just thought it was, like – that whole thing, I was just like, are you serious? I mean, we're really gonna be like, it just like the whole, the, her. I think that was her, to me, that was her moment, basically going on TV saying that, listen, I like, yeah, of course, I like the money I'm making, but like, I really don't. I'm good. Like, I'm good doing what I love to do, and which is NBA basketball. So to me, let me do NBA basketball, and after all, all the other stuff that you guys do with NBA and college football. Let somebody else do that. <laughs> just let yeah, I love, the one the one time I would I don't I don't watch Get Up. I, I wasn't really a fan. I tried it once or, uh, a couple of times, but I didn't like the combination of people. But the, what would make me watch Get Up is if if it, that Monday after the first Sunday of the NFL season, and she says, "I didn't watch anything. What did you guys think?" <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved that. I would have loved that. Hey, I mean, if you great. if you think about it, you know, b- between. A, between, you know, what's going on in college football, you know, with, with the abuse of women and the cover-ups there, um, the, the NFL with the arrests of players, with the whole flag controversies, with the head injuries and how the NFL is covering that up. 
like she she was speaking for a majority of of the U.S. population, and that speaks for herself in the ratings because we've seen it the last three years with ratings declining. So um, she just spoke up and said it, on, you know, on a on a national forum, that, more or less. The only thing that I would say, the only thing that I would say, is that is a very difficult stance to take. It's probably too serious a conversation to have now. It's a difficult yeah. stance to take about one or two things in our society because right now you could say that about Hollywood. You could say about you could say that about almost every industry now where things are coming out. So you could like you're, you're going to have to pull out. I mean, what is she going to pull out from the NBA if some stuff starts to happen in the NBA? I mean, it's a tough stance to take on one or two things, especially this day and age. So see, the, see, it, but see, all that stuff won't it won't happen in the NBA because the NBA has an actual real human be being. Be careful. N- Listen, it won't it won't happen in the NBA. Abuse if it does happen if it does happen in the NBA. Yes, but if it does happen in the NBA, I am confident that Adam Silver will handle it. Unlike okay. the guy who runs okay. the NFL. He has been able to the the first the first he, he became commissioner before his before his behind set in the chair in the office, he had to deal with the Donald Sterling thing. And he handled it. Like you know, I mean, you ha- I mean, you have to be able to to do to be able to handle tough situations, and the NFL has been thrust with tough situations, and they haven't been able to handle it. Like, okay, I stand. Nobody's for the flag. had to deal with more than that. Nobody's really had to deal with more than that. The NFL has dealt with has yes, had more problems than any of the other leagues but easily. There, but a, a lot of it is self-imposed. Like the the way they handle. I don't want to get into whether or not players should stand or not, but. The thing about it is, it's a all to me the easiest argument for the NFL was it's a work environment. Look at your brethren in the NBA right, that right. you always compare as you always as you always compare yourself to. They stand. So what we're gonna do is we're going to we're, you're gonna sign something that you're gonna stand. That's all you they all they had to do. They're making this thing out to be this twenty million thing. Now ESPN is not gonna show the show the flag thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it just, just so, it just grows and gets it, worse. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, the, to go back to Michelle Beadle's thing, what, what really lost the NFL was was the video with Rice. That whole thing went south, and, and then their yeah. reputation was shot. It was totally shot at that point, and it's kind of gotten worse. So, yeah, I agree with you guys from the NFL standpoint. It's just tough to take one stance, and you've got to make sure you have that consistent stance now for the, for the future. I mean, it's a, it's a difficult thing. Yeah. I know. I definitely agree. Yeah, and like I said, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say it's impossible to happen in NBA because, listen, you're dealing with a bunch of stuff. I mean, I, I didn't even know when yeah. I was in the WF, the FAN, that stuff like that was, was happening yeah. there or le- or allegedly yeah. happening there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it could, but I, I, do, I just have confidence in the guy who was in charge. I do, I do – the more and more I read about Adam Silver, I do believe the rumors that the owners of the NFL were like, yo, we'll pay you triple, come, come run our league. <laughs> I, 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 I believe those rumors. By the way, triple. Uh, tri- Goodell yeah, makes listen, a lot of money. Even even with money. even with the league struggling, even with the league struggling, uh, as far as ratings go and for all the all all, all, all these other little things go, they are still when you when when the first book of the ratings come out, the top six shows. On network TV will be NFL Sunday night game, right. NFL game, NFL game, NFL yeah. game, NFL game, NFL game. So no question Absolutely. about it. So, yep. so we'll still so I mean so you know we'll, we'll take a look at that and uh, but I, I do I do I do applaud her for the stance. 
I just thought I just thought it was almost like watching somebody tell off their tell off their boss. That's why I kind of <laughs> laughed when I was watching it because I was like, how many times? Who has not had a boss that that they that they want to just tell off? Like you know, what I'm saying like, oh my on my last day, oh my god, if that if that dude's working, I'm gonna tell him off, right? She just and did none it. Of us and got she's... promoted the way she did. No, and nobody got promoted <laughs> to the job she wanted right away either. And because I'm, I'm sure, and she's still gonna, she's still gonna get paid. So that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Um, let's see what we hear. Sports bucket list. Um, we, we still got a lot, a lot, still got a little bit of time left in miscellaneous. Uh, James, what is your? Give me a couple. Give me a couple two items on your sports bucket list. Um, Wrigley Field for a baseball game. See the Cubs play is definitely one of them. Um, second would be probably to go see, probably go see a North Carolina Duke game um, in Cameron. I think that would be really cool to see. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Mike, give me a couple of things. Give me a couple of things here. You know, that's funny. I don't have, I don't think we'll have things like that other than maybe I, I think Wrigley would be one. I, I would love to go. Obviously, if you've been to Fenway, I think the Wrigley would be kind of the comparison you would make. So, I Mike, you're a Wolverine. Just... Mike, Mike, you're a Wolverine. Um, would you would you would you want to see a game in the Big House? Oh man, it's a lot of people. That's a <laughs> lot of people. I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yes. if I want to be in a last, I'm past last the age where I, I want to be around 100,000 college students too <laughs> I, You know, not all are college students But man, that's a lot of people I, I would probably put it more like um, I would like to sit courtside To an NBA game Just to see the, the athletes Because I've heard it, I, I've been to an NBA game before But the, to sit courtside and see The size and speed of the athletes I've heard is an incredible thing to, to see, I, I probably want to be courtside, courtside at, at, at the garden or something like that. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, I am obviously just being able to sit, either sit in my couch or just go to a Raiders Super Bowl would be nice. I've seen everybody who, who, I, who I root for win win a championship. Um, the Giants, UCLA, USC football. Um, you know, I've seen all my squads do it, so I'm just that's the one in this in this in this Derek Carr era where you know Brady's out the door almost, Eli's out the door almost, Breeze is almost out the door. Um, you know, Roethlisberger got one leg, uh, yeah, on one leg. I'm hoping, like, I'm hoping that like, time in my life I see that one. Technically, yeah. a bucket list is supposed to be something you can do that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna save that one. The Raider Nation podcasters who, who, who listen, that was James Amato. His phone number is. I'm just joking. I do. Uh, I do agree with. I do agree with James that usually that is in your like you get to make a decision on a bucket list. Yeah. You get to make the decision well, on a bucket list. Like Wrigley's gonna be there for me if I decide yeah. to go. An NBA game is going to start in October, and I can decide to go. You can't just decide that the Raiders are going to be in the be in the Super Bowl. Oh, I might I might have to create an algorithm to make that happen. Um, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Next week we have Raiders Today podcast. We got put on waivers podcast. We start with Karis One, and we end with Drake. I don't stop it at all. Won't this shit forever, mine, never mind, never mind.
sit down in the mall And telling that girl she the one for me And I ain't need a plan in the call I won't be shit forever, mine, ever, mine, ever, mine Okay Hello, it's the Martian, Space Jam Jardin. I want this shit forever, wake up and smell the garden. Fresher than the harvest, step up to the target. If I had one guest, then I guess I'm just New Orleans. And I would never stop, like I'm running from the cops. Hopped up in my car and told my chauffeur to the top. Life is such a fucking roller coaster, then it drops. But what should I scream for? This is my theme park. My mind shine even when my thoughts seem dark. Pistol on my side, you don't want to hear that thing. Talk, let the king talk, check the price and pay attention. Little Wayne, that's what they gotta say or mention. I'm like Nevada in the middle of the summer. I'm resting in the lead, I need a pillow and a cover. My foot sleeping on the gas. No brake pads, no such thing as last. Uh, uh. It may not mean nothing to y'all. Understand nothing was done for me. So I don't plan on stopping at all. I won't this shit forever, mine, ever, mine, ever, mine. Shut this shit down in the mall. And telling that girl she the one for me. And I ain't need a plan in the call. I won't this shit forever, mine, ever, mine, ever, mine. There they go, back in stadiums and stadiums. Nuts they go, macadamia and they go so ballistic, whoa He can make them look like bozos, he's wondering if he should spit this flow Fuck no, go for broke, his cup just wanna throw over, oh no He ain't had him a bust like this since the last time that he overdosed They've been waiting patiently for Pinocchio to poke his nose Back into the game and they know rap, I'll never be the same as before Bastin' in the brains of these hoes and establishing a name as he goes The passion and the flame is ignited, you can't put it out once we light it This shit is exactly what the prophet I'm talking about when we riot You dealing with a few two villains who stand inside of the booth Two feelings, it's bitch, two feelings, it's not two feelings Come flying up out of a mouth, never mind it Payback, motherfucker, for the way that you got at me How's it taste? When I slap the taste out of your mouth With the bass so loud that it shakes the place I'm Hannibal Lecter, so just in case you're thinking of saving face You ain't gonna have no face to save by the time I'm through with this place so straight It may not mean nothing to y'all Understand nothing was done to me So I don't plan on stopping at all I want this shit forever, mine, ever, mine, ever, mine Labor Day Sellathon is on now at your San Diego County Ford dealers. This is the best time to get into a brand new Ford. They've got great 0% APR plus cashback offers on a wide range of vehicles for buyers who qualify through Ford Credit. Stop in to check out the great leases on Edge and Explorer or to save big on the legendary F-150. Click or tap our ad to learn more. The Labor Day Sellathon ends September 4th. So visit your San Diego County Ford dealer today. 
The Labor Day Sellathon is on now at your San Diego County Ford dealers. This is the best time to get into a brand new Ford. They've got great 0% APR plus cashback offers on a wide range of vehicles for buyers who qualify through Ford Credit. Stop in to check out the great leases on Edge and Explorer or to save big on the legendary F-150. Click or tap our ad to learn more. The Labor Day Sellathon ends September 4th. So visit your San Diego County Ford dealer today.